Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Katie G and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Monday, December 16th, 2019. This is our 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today we are reading from the big book Alcoholics Anonymous and we are in the chapter Into Action. We're on page 76 starting with that first paragraph if we can answer, and we're going to just read that one paragraph only. Today's readers are, and thanks for your service, the OA 12 Steps, Tamara C., the OA 12 Traditions, Marge E., and readers of our text are Nancy P., Renee, oh, excuse me, Russ M., and Renee A. The share ID for yesterday's special edition, so Sunday, December 15th, uh, 2019 is 13,824. That's 13824. <clears throat> the OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Tamara C. to please read OA's 12 steps. Good morning, Tamara. Good morning, Katie. This is Tamara C., compulsive eater in South Carolina. The 12 Steps of Overeaters Anonymous. We admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Step two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Step three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Step four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Step six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Step seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Step nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Step 10, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Step 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Step 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, 
We tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service. I pass. Thank you, Tamara C. All right, I'm now going to ask Marge E. to please read OA's 12 Traditions. Good morning, Marge. Good morning. Thank you, Katie. This is Marge E. from Massachusetts. The 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends on OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such, ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication, and 12, anonymity, is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for your service, Katie, and I pass. Thank you, Marge. Okay, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book, Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book. We are in the chapter Into Action. We're on page 76, that first paragraph, if we can answer. And we're going to read and comment on our experience with that one paragraph only. I'm now going to ask Nancy P. to begin reading. Good morning, Nancy. Hi, Katie. Thanks for letting me share. This is Nancy P. from 
West Newton, Massachusetts. Let me just set my timer. Um, if we can answer to, I'm sorry, wait, I don't have to set my timer until now. Wait. Um, if we can answer to our satisfaction, we then look at step six. We have emphasized willingness as being indispensable. Are we now ready to have to let God remove us, roof, remove from us all the things which we have admitted are objectionable? Can He now make them, take them all, every one? If we still cling to something, we will not let go. We ask God to help us be willing. Okay, now let me start my timer. Um, so this is a short little step, but there's a lot in it. And um, first of all, we have emphasized willingness. So once I surrendered, which willingness did me no good there, I needed to be desperate. But once I surrendered, then I had to start working these steps and doing this work. And um, I had to do it willingly. That means without fear. And it was indispensable, which means absolutely necessary. And then it mentions the word now twice. So that means there's no waiting around. And they do that throughout the book. They say, you know, like we do this work. We do, we do it right now. We, it's immediate. Um, they use terms like that throughout. And um, to have higher power removed from us, all the things which we have admitted are, are objectionable. Selfishness, self-seeking, dishonesty, and fear. Um, and if it's objectionable, that means that it's what's making me defective. And, that, and the real thing that's making me defective is that my higher power is not, I'm not blocking, I'm blocked from that. And um, I feel like, you know, I've done this work, I've done my fifth step, I've, I'm, I'm asking myself these questions. And here's a promise, you know, if we can answer to our satisfaction, then we can ask, we can then get ready to release all of our character defects. And especially for me, where it says, if I'm, you know, I'm still clinging to something that I, I don't want to let go, um, not only do I ask my higher power to help, help me to be willing, but I have to turn that around because things pinch, you know, I love my character defects. They feel, you know, they've, They've done good work for me, or, you know, I mean, not good work for me, but they've helped me to, to just not be, you know, like, kill myself. And um, when I'm letting go of them, it's like ripping off a Band-Aid. And I've learned that, you know, when something pinches, I've had the first time that that happened was I had to give up um, some food, but I've since used it with other character defects. I, I realized that that moment of asking it's not so much that I can ask God to, to, um, to remove it is when I say, show me, show me how to let go. And, and my higher power says, let go, let go, come close to me. I need you. So I don't have to think that I'm leaving something behind. Rather, I'm walking towards something. And um, that has really helped me because I'm far, far from perfect. And I've said this before, every single one of my problems is alive and well. But I am completely different because I have walked away from that and walked towards this this Hi, power please. outside of myself. Thank you. That um, oh, there's my um, that that's going to help me. So that's going to save me. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thanks, Nancy P. Okay. Before I take your names, <clears throat> I just want to remind everyone of a couple things. 
So we're in the chapter into action. We're on page 76, starting with that first paragraph. If we can answer, we're going to comment and share on that one paragraph only. And um, remember, there are only 14 slots. So we ask that if you've taken that slot recently, that you step back and allow it for others. Uh, if you're ready to give me your name, I'm ready to take it. Irene, 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 I have Harlan and Lisa, and then there's a man uh, with an accent. Is it Ned? That's Chuck. Is it Chuck? I don't know where I got Ned. Oh, my goodness. So funny. Okay. Uh, I need a couple more, please. Irene B. Irene, Cindy. Irene, I heard you. Uh, Cindy, and one more. Craig, yeah. All right. I got Craig and Sandy. You'll start our next. Line up. So let me read what I have. I've got Harlan G, Lisa B, Chuck, don't know, but you're going to tell me, Irene B, Cindy C, Craig F, I believe, and then our second lineup will start with Sandy S. So if you are not Harlan, uh, please star one to mute. Good morning, Harlan. Good morning, Katie, and I want to thank you for your service. I want to thank Team Monday for making this magnificent meeting possible. I also want to thank Gabriella for lending us her mom this morning, too, which is very important. Uh, step six, very, very misunderstood step, as is seven. There is nothing in here about reading another book. There's nothing in here about writing out a plan of working against my character defects. There's nothing in here but to look at the fourth step inventory, I have just given away my fifth step. Now I am looking at this inventory that I have written out, and I am looking at the destruction of the defects of character that have driven me into patterns of behavior that have not only hurt me, but because I took many behaviors out of fear that placed me in a position to be hurt, I put my own life in a very, very perilous situation. I lied when the truth would have served me better. I hurt people. I was greedy. I manipulated. I was self-centered, self-seeking, selfish, scared, angry. And I lashed out at them, and I hurt them, and they retaliated, creating pain and suffering for me. What I'm looking at is the destruction of my life on paper, and I am asking myself a question. Do I want to be willing to be rid of this behavior? And if I am willing, tomorrow we're going to discuss saying the prayer, Again, a very misunderstood step, simple, quick. This step should not, if it takes more than 60 seconds, I'm doing it wrong. If it takes more than a minute, I'm doing it wrong. It's a beautiful step because it's an awareness step. And then tomorrow, we're going to complete the process, and we're going to talk about the word amen, hopefully, 
I won't be sharing tomorrow, but <laughs> um, the bottom line is we're looking at this and we're seeing, and this is an awareness step. Remember that Bill didn't set out to write 12 steps. What he did was he set out to close some of the loopholes that these alcoholics were jumping through. And he's asking me to review and ponder and then I'm going to say a prayer tomorrow. And with that, I'm going to pass. Thank you, Katie, and thank you, Gabriella. Thank you, Harlan G. Okay, next up we'll have Lisa B., and I think followed by Chuck K. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning, Katie. Thank you so much for your service. My name is Lisa B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina, and I'm very, very happy to be here with all of you this morning. Um, I wanted to share my experience with this step. I'm reminded to my own process of going through this work and studying the big book is that the 12 steps is all about freedom. It's about becoming free. It's not about relief. You know, although relief is great, momentary lapses of relief, but I found for myself freedom through doing the 12 steps. And um, so my experience with 12 steps, uh, 12 six, and step six is that um, it's an awareness process, and just like what was shared, I don't really linger on this step. I keep moving, and I became more aware about step six as I went through all of the steps, especially in my 10 steps. Sometimes I enjoy a defect, you know, and I'm not always willing to have it removed, and it's only through the process of awareness and pain that um, I realize when I am doing my inventories that I have to look back at step six, go back to step six, and I have to pray for willingness. And some of the defects that I have enjoyed would be um, judging others, criticizing others in my mind because um, it gives me a feeling of satisfaction. And sometimes I enjoy doing it. But what happens is that veil comes down and I become separated from this power, which I so desperately need to stay plugged into that then I become more willing to please, please have it removed. Because once I taste that feeling of freedom and linkage, you know, being connected to my higher power, I don't want anything to get in the way. Another one um, was uh, a lingering resentment that I had towards my higher power about my brother's death. Um, I realized that I, I kind of liked having that resentment towards God. And I realized that that too had to go. So it, I never get arrived, you know, it's never one and done. But step six is such an important step for me to become aware of. And I love the um, AA 12 and 12, step six, the study of that. that. That's helped me a lot too. So with that, I pass. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. <clears throat> Excuse me, Lisa B. All right, next up we'll welcome Chuck K, followed by Irene B. Good morning, Chuck. Good morning, Katie. This is Chuck Kay in my southern draw in Georgia, deep south. So what, I would like, what I'm thinking about this morning is I can't experience the care of God unless I give my cares to God. And here's a really good way for me to do that. Now, depending on how my relationship with my higher power is, um, I may even not trust my higher power yet. Because all I've ever known is I failed at everything I've ever done. That's some of the character defects that I still may have that I'm, that I'm dealing with. And I think in step six and seven, what we're learning is we're having to act out on faith. Because we may not have good experience because, because things may have happened to us. Uh, we don't trust. 
we, we have a very low self-esteem. All of these things are going on in our mind. And so somebody tells us we have to do this. The big book tells us we have to do this. One of the things we can do is we can act out on faith. may not even believe that we're going to change. We're just doing it because we're told to do it. And a lot of times when I'm working with people, it's like challenge your higher power. Challenge God. That's okay. God's big enough to be able to accept the challenge from me. But try not to have an expectation of what happens. Because that's the difference between my plan and God's plan for my life. So I think step six is very fundamental in I still want to have things my way. I still want to do what I want to do. I want what I want when I want it. I know how to live my life to the best of my ability, which has led me to OA. Now I have a choice that not very many people have. I have the ability to see where this problem was mine from the start, and I can give it to a, to a higher power to say, please take this. I'm having a hard time with this. I didn't even see it for a long time. I didn't even know it was there. Now I'm just seeing it. God, please take this from me so that I can do service and I can pass this wonderful word on to some other poor, suffering, compulsive overeater. And I think that's one of the real beauties of this program. That's a choice that we have. That's an awareness that we have that most people will die not ever having. So how fortunate are we to have this? How fortunate are we to have program in our lives that gives us a wonderful set of choices and helps us to develop a, a very positive and wonderful relationship with a higher power, one that we may not even trusted before. Maybe we didn't even like our higher power before. So I'm real thankful for that, and I hope that you are too. Thank you. Thank you, Chuck Kay. All right, next up we'll have Irene B. followed by Cindy C. Good morning, Irene. Good morning. Thank you so much for your service. I'm Irene B. Uh, gratefully, I don't know what I am, recovery or recovering, bulimic from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, gosh, I love this meeting. love the share so far. <clears throat> so glad to be able to benefit from your wisdom. Uh, when I first came to Step 6, I was terrified because here I was, facing the dilemma that I had faced my entire life. <clears throat> I needed to let go of my character defects. And it terrified me because that was my life's failure. I had tried my entire life to be a good girl, and I failed. So, you know, doing what I'd done so far, how was that going to enable me, me, to remove my character defects and my sponsor so gently pointed out to me that I wasn't going to do it, that God was going to do it for me. Oh, my gosh, what a relief. What a relief that was because Lord knows I had tried so hard my entire life, and I knew I couldn't do it. I knew I needed God to do this for me because I couldn't do it. And believing that he can, and just like I did not know how this program was going to work, it's like, you know what, it's worked for hundreds of thousands of people before me, so I am not so unique that it's not gonna, I'm going to be the only one that it doesn't going to work for. So I'm thankful that God is going to do this for me, but I have to do the work. And just like, you know, I knew I needed to have a relationship with God, I didn't know how to do that. 
so this program is teaching me what does doing the work mean. It means being of service. It means prayer and meditation. It means doing your 10 steps. And, you know, I am so thankful for the awareness that Hey, Irene, I'm having a, there's a lot of background noise. Are you on speakerphone? I am not. Somebody okay. be unmuted. Okay. All right. Wrap up. Sorry about that. Okay. So anyways, I just wanted to say that I went around stepping on people's toes and they retaliated and that I was so infinitely hurt. And to know that I had a part in everything that happened to me except some things that happened when I was little. But for the most part, I had a part. And people retaliated, and, and I'm thinking, why don't people like me? And it's like, well, <laughs> it may have something to do with greed, pride, attitude. I don't know. Uh, my perfectionism. But I'm powerless over all of this stuff. And so I just bring it to God so that he can remove it for me. And I just go to him with humility, and with that, I pass. Thank you so much. Thank you, Irene, and I apologize for interjecting. I just heard something in the background. All right, Cindy C., you'll be next, followed by Craig F. Good morning, Cindy. Hi, this is Cindy C. I am a recovered compulsive overeater. And for me, step six is all about willingness. What am I willing to do? What am I not willing to do? And, you know, when my sponsor said, how willing are you? Are you willing to go to any length? Are you willing to go to any length? That's a big question for me. So I made it into a little bit of a of an assignment. You know, what am I willing to do? And I had to write down, what am I willing to do? And really, what am I not willing to do? I think that would be a scary place to go. But, you know, I am willing to seek God. And I am willing to take a third step and turn my will over to God. You know, I am willing to give away my food and decide what I'm going to eat and do the food prep and take care of the whole food part of this program because that opens the door to the beautiful program that it is once you get food off the table. I am willing to take suggestions. I am willing to listen. I am willing to learn. I am willing to give up sugar and flour. I am willing to be patient and tolerant of other people. I am willing to do a 10th step. Um, and that, to me, is what step six is all about. It's all about willingness. So um, thank you. Thank you, Cindy C. Okay, next up we'll have Craig F. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, Katie. Good morning. This is Craig F., recovered in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I um, used to work for a guy that um, one of his favorite sayings was, People never change. He'd say, if you're, once you were fat, you're always going to be a, you might go on a diet, but you're always going to be a fat man. And if you were a drunk, you were always going to be a drunk. And if you were a thief, you were always going to be a thief. People never change. And he, he had that partially right. Uh, the fact is that I, I can't change on my own. That we've learned that. But we've been, we, you know, as we do the steps, we, we learn that we're powerless over food, that our life's unmanageable, and that um, I can't, by the force of my will, change that. I, I'm uh, uh, 
not able to. And, you know, we learned clear back in the doctor's opinion and there's a solution and, and more about alcoholism that that our hope to change that, that hope to to uh, be freed from the from the food obsession lied in it lies in uh, surrender to a power greater than ourselves. We came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. And and in six and seven, what we're really learning, what we're really saying is that the that it's that I can't change myself. I I can't just by the force of my will and my desire to be a better person, stop being a procrastinator. You know, uh, I, I'm not, uh, I'm not capable of that. I, a sick mind can't uh, heal a sick mind. But what this step is, is telling us is, and, and step seven's going to tell us is the same thing as we learned about food. And that is that, uh, we, what we can do is surrender and trust God and ask God to remove our defects of character. And, uh, uh, you know, and then wait for him to do it in his time. Uh, and that, it's a, a whole different mindset, you know, that power positive thinking kind of, uh, you know, uh, the whole, uh, the, uh, self-actualization uh, kind of uh, books and tapes that you can buy about how to how to change yourself, how to become more aggressive as a salesperson, or you know, I, I mean, all of that stuff. Is, this is a this is a much more this is a spiritual way of life, a way of life that says that I'm not capable of this change, but God is I'm capable pleased. of. God is capable to change me, and for that, I'm going to surrender and pass. Thank you. Thank you, Craig. Okay, um, before we take Sandy S. to start our next lineup, just want to remind you or let you know if you're just joining us. Today, we are on page 76, starting with the first paragraph. If we can answer, we have 14 spots for this beautiful meeting. We're going to get our next round started with uh, Sandy S., and who else would like to join that lineup, please? Hi, Larry Kate. Thank you. I have Larry, and there was a woman who spoke right underneath Larry. Jen A. Jen A. I apologize. Good morning. And who else? Vasa O. Vasa O. I can take two more. Okay. Uh, we'll just start there, and uh, we'll wait. For Joy you guys M. On the oh, Joy. Colleen okay, M. I got you. Joy M. And was it Colleen or Colleen? Colleen. Colleen, thank you for your clarification. Okay, friends, I have Sandy S., Larry K., Jen A., Vasa O., Joy M., and Colleen M. Good morning, Sandy. Good morning, Katie. Thank you so much for your service. I'm very much enjoying being a part of this meeting this morning. And I am Sandy F. from Chicagoland, where we have a pretty dusting of snow on the ground and uh, grateful to be alive this morning. I'm so thankful to the 12-step program. You know, as I look back over 
step four where I started looking at uh, where I'd been selfish, dishonest, self-seeking, and frightened. You know, I realized that fear really um, encroached on my whole life and the reason that I made the choices that I made. And I never saw the choices I made as character defects. Um, Actually, I thought that I was doing good things at times by adding gaiety to situations by comments I would make. And it wasn't until I'd gotten um, abstinent and started working the steps with uh, um, a Vision for You sponsor that I started truly seeing my part in things and how my gaiety was actually um, not just gaiety, but uh, sarcasm and that it was like a knife to some people. I was stabbing people uh, while I was laughing. And so when I come to step six and I take a look at something that I thought was funny in the past, I'm pausing at this point and saying, this is a part of me. I don't know how I can get rid of it, and I can't. And so that's where a lot of the ifs are coming in and the ars and the can. Now, God can remove every one of them. I don't really have to. I just have to be willing. And as I was with my abstinence, once I became willing and turned it over to the care of God, things just unfolded. And I'm grateful for this program because uh, it has 12 steps, not just one. I think I would have fallen over dead at the first step. So I'm very grateful to be a part of this today, and I look forward to the sharing of others. So with this, now I'll pass. Thank you, Sandy S. Okay, next up we'll have Larry K. followed by Jen A. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, Katie. Thank you for your service this morning. Uh, Larry K. recovered uh, this morning in Chicago. You know, step six presents us with a question it says, am I willing to let God, you know, into the game to change me? However seemingly painful that proposition is, am I willing to let God take the wheel? Willingness is the principle of step six. We've heard that. I, the parallel that I'm going to draw is when we come into program uh, eating. And we're confronted with the fact, and we're eating, and we're eating, and we're eating, and we're confronted with the fact that, you know, you you have to be willing to put the food down. Nobody's going to put the food down on your behalf. That was an action that every recovered person did as they put the food down before they embarked on the spiritual program of action. If they did not, they are still in the room. They are not in the program of spiritual action. They are on the sidelines watching other people taking the actions. Let's just be honest. Let's be loving and kind and tolerant, but let's be honest. If they're still eating, they are not in the spiritual program of action. And that was me. I don't stand in judgment of anyone. Now I'm confronted with step six. Am I willing, once again, am I willing to put down the defects of character? Am I waiting for God, the God, the pixie dust God, to make me an honest person with integrity? to make me a person that is not letting fear block me off? Am I waiting for God to make me first feel better before I humbly ask him to remove my shortcomings in seven? So I've already given it away. I've done the inventory in four. I've given given it away in five. Now in six, the action, yes, it's to be done very quickly. And yes, we ponder it, but we must take action. Faith without works is alive and well. 
There are people that have faith galore and they are doing no works. They are not meeting God halfway. They are continuing to be dishonest. They are continuing to be selfish, self-centered. That's me. I raise my hand to that. And until I meet God halfway and begin to put those things down, that's an action, not a contemplation. It's a definitive action as much as putting the food down was an action. Then I can progress very quickly, very quickly into step seven, say the prayer, go on into the process process of restitution. This is an action step, but a very quick one. We meet God halfway, and then God comes sprinting towards us. With that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Larry Kay. All right, next up, we'll welcome Jen A, followed by Vasa O. Good morning, Jen. Good morning, Katie G. Thanks so much for your service this morning. Jen A, recovered in Colorado. Uh, beautiful morning that it is. Um, I love, my, my sponsor always tells me we go back and we reflect. And so it's been quite a while um, since I did the original um, inventory, 6, 7, 8, 9. So I flipped open my journal this morning to June 17th, 19, uh, or 2017. And um, you know what? I have this list. Um, before me. It's just amazing. I'm in awe today. Really, I'm in awe because the list of character defects, um, you know, some have been completely removed. Some are less than and some he's still working on. This is going to be a lifetime process and I know that. Um, but I do know that when I read this paragraph this morning, what stood out to me was I need to be, um, it's indispensable willingness, right? It's essential absolutely necessary and vital for me to be willing to do what? To let God remove these things. I don't have to let go of them. I don't have to change me. God's going to do it for me. And how is he going to do that? It's the last like one, two, three, four, five, six words. I have to ask him. And I always say the acronym for ask is I have been made aware. I've heard it on the line this morning. I've been made aware. What am I going to do? In this paragraph right here, I'm seeking him. I'm surrendering my will to him. That's S and K. He is going to give me the knowledge of how to carry that out. Is it going to be clear and concise right tomorrow and within 24 hours from praying? Absolutely not. I pray all the time to God and ask for his help and his guidance and his direction every morning, you know? And it's just so beautiful. And I sit here and look at these things. And I used to want to gossip to be a part of the group, to get intimate with others in my office. Do you know today I'm a closed mouth, kind person? And, and I don't have to get involved in the gossip in my office and the drama anymore. It's beautiful. I would have never, ever thought that God could do that in me. I know I didn't do it. My number one was beating myself up. I used to blame and criticize myself. I used to put myself down. My sponsor would sit down with me in the morning and he'd be like, if you self-deprecate one more time and say one more bad thing about yourself, I'm standing up and I'm done for today. That's how, that's how self-deprecating I came into this program. And today I don't feel that way about myself at all, right? It's so beautiful. God can and will if we let him and he's the one that's going to do it. So I'm just going to keep coming back and I'm going to keep allowing God to do the miraculous. But I have to be willing to do the work. It's totally vital and necessary. And I'm so thankful for this paragraph and going back over it this morning. Thanks, Katie. Have an awesome day. Thanks, Jen A. Okay, next up we'll have 
Vasa O, followed by Joy M. Good morning, Vasa. Good morning, Katie, and good morning, everyone. I'm Vasa, grateful, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater, calling from Florida. And thank you for your service. And uh, and uh, the 12 steps for me, every step is an action plan. And I had to start from the beginning with the food, and I was willing to go to any length, even if it meant for me to, to get on my knees and to surrender to God, my higher power, whoever I remember saying in those days, whoever you are that out there, please help me because I could not do it any longer by myself and it was just going to kill me. So I did the action one step at a time gradually and I, when I was down with the fourth and the fifth step and I remember taking some time off, step six and seven, I gave myself permission to just, you know, just to go to step meetings and just to listen and identify with people with my character defects and and some of the good traits. I had some good traits in my life. Thank God I can kind of off-balance them too. And, uh, and, and then, again, that some of them, of course, I wanted to keep. And every once in a while, judgment, it's still, you know, I can do that in my head. I could, you know, I could judge people, but I don't say it to them face to face. Thank you, my higher power. But yes, it gives me like a feeling. It makes me like excited, you know, like look at what I'm doing. You know, if you do what I'm doing, then you'll be okay. Look at my higher power is doing for me. That must mean that you're not working your program. And I need that to be freed. I need to be relieved from my, my mind. You know, I'm here, my higher power telling me what I need to do, and I can share my experience, strength, and hope. And it's up to my higher power to take care of other people. So, and then, yes, they do still crop up in my mind every once in a while, but I ask, like how my higher power has removed the compulsion, the obsession with the food, and I need my higher power to remove the same thing with my character defects. And I'm just so, it's such a freedom. I don't have to do it by myself. Like I didn't, I tried to do the food for many, that's my time. I tried to do the food by myself. I couldn't do it. I needed to depend on God and do the footwork the way it's laid out in the big book, the 12 steps. Thank you for letting me share and I pass. Thank you, Vasa O. Okay, next up we'll have Joy M followed by Colleen M. Good morning, Joy. Good morning. This is Joy L. in um, St. Paul, Minnesota, recovered uh, compulsive overeater. Thankful um, to be on the line this morning. And um, yes, <laughs> step six. Um, step six uh, is is you know as as everyone has been saying, it's a quick step, but it's so important. Um, and that question: Are we entirely ready to have God remove all of these defects of character? And I realized that um, picking up, um, I thought it was just about like not picking up the food, but oh my goodness, it's been so much about me not picking up these character defects, right? Of not picking up the fear, not picking up the self pity, not picking up um, the dishonesty, and that. Um, you know, I have been um, thinking about things, and I 
shared this the other day that, you know, I don't really like horror movies, but um, sometimes I would watch them and just like peek at it for a little bit and then have nightmares. And, and that's the same thing with like my character defects in my life. Like I, it's like I will turn to that channel right, to that channel of, like, self-pity, of self-seeking, and realizing that I, I have to continue to ask the question, am I ready? Like, I have, to give, I have to give this over to God because I can't, God can't. I can't, God can't. Because when I wake up, um, you know, my mind wants to go, go down that, that road, but then I have a program of action today to be able to turn it over to God to be able to get on my knees, to be able to do my prayers, um, to do these practices to stay in good um, spiritual um, condition. But it is predicated upon me taking action and not simply, I just wanted God to, oh, you know, I'm recovered. Can you just remove it? No, I have to, I have to take action. And so I'm thankful today to be able to take the action to get up, to open my mouth, to be on this meeting, to remember that I am not by myself, um, that there thousands of fellows and that I can remember um, that this is a disease of isolation and that I don't have to just stay in my head. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Joy M. Next up, we'll have Colleen M. Good morning, Colleen. Hey, it's Colleen M. from Maryland, uh, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Thank you for uh, all of the shares today. And I just wanted to say that... uh, and being in recovery for many years and doing this step many, many times, until I put the food down and got some clarity, um, I really could not see my character defects in the light that I needed to see them. And this was the turning point for me in my recovery. Um, really being able to look at what I did and how I behaved that caused all of my unhappiness. And it's the root of all of the reasons why I have to continue to do 10 10 steps because when my character defects are in action, I am usually trying to control, manipulate, or be somebody's higher power. So I'm so grateful that, you know, I I got clarity and I was able to really look at me because until I could do that, you know, I, I was the victim and I was always somebody else's fault why things were going the way the way I wanted them to, and um, and they have to, you know, I, I agree that this step is done quickly, but I have to do it on a daily basis because they keep cropping back up again, like many people have said. My willingness to really look and examine myself when I'm frustrated or troubled or uncomfortable, it's usually because I am practicing one of my character defects, and I need to stop and ask God to remove that. And I, I do try to do that on a regular basis in my 11 steps. So um, just want to thank everyone for having this wonderful meeting, and I'll pass. Thank you, Colleen M. Okay, I think we have time for at least two to three more shares. Who would like to comment today? Patricia L. Patricia L. Hi, this is Kelly L. Kelly S., and there was a third person. Jenny M. Was it Sima? I'm sorry, Eddie. There was a third person underneath Kelly. Do you know who you were? Nicole S. That's who it was. Okay, Nicole S. I apologize, Eddie. Um, that was the order that my broken ears heard. So I have 
Patricia L, Kelly S, and Nicole S. Um, if we each take like two and a half minutes, we'll be able to all hear each other. Go ahead, Patricia. Hi, <clears throat> pardon me. I'm Patricia L from California, and I've been at the Vision line since the end of September, so not really well versed in this, but. Um, I know we're talking about step six, and although I've worked with it in another program, um, working it with food is a whole different thing. And I guess I just, I'll only take a moment, just what I'm hearing this morning is that uh, surrender has to come with all the steps. I, I have to surrender to my powerlessness. I have to surrender that I came to believe. I have to surrender in the willingness prayer. I have to sur- there's all these surrenders. And it seems like that without surrender, I'm going to get nowhere with this. So I'm really grateful to have these awarenesses and to have all of you on the line. Thank you. Thank you, Patricia L. Okay, Kelly S. and Nicole S. Uh, looks like you might have a little, have three minutes. Kelly, please go ahead. Thanks, Katie. Thanks for your service. It's Kelly S. Recovered Compulsive Overeater and Blink in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, glad to be on the line and see if I can come close to articulating what I was thinking. So I know I've shared with you guys that it took me 30-something years to understand uh, the nature of my problem, which was a spiritual malady. You know, for the decades I was here, I just figured I had an eating and uh, weight behavior problem, right? And I have a spiritual malady. And so, you know, the big book reminds me that I have a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of my spiritual condition. A daily reprieve from what? From compulsive overeating. Yes, thank you, God, for that today. But also from these character defects. So I only have a daily reprieve. And like Larry shared, I love. I was always wanted to pick see God. I'm like, what's wrong with that? Why can't God just zap me? Zap me abstinent. Zap me thin. Zap me neutral. Zap me white as snow with my character defects. Well, that doesn't happen. And so, you know, just like with the food, um, I can't make myself neutral. But what can I do? You know, I can identify my alcoholic foods. I can weigh and measure my food. I can make sure I have the right things. I commit my food daily. And then the, the neutrality comes from my higher power. So with my character defects, what does that mean? It means I continue to do the work. I have to take the action. You know, I do these steps. I get honest. I get willing. I, I get to that place of surrender. I always have to be beaten down. And, you know, I have to, to share this stuff with other people. And I have to, you know, carry this message. And I have to do this work every day because... What happens is somebody just pointed out, it says when these things crop up. I wanted these character de- defects to be gone. You know, I fall back into fear. I'm like, wait a minute. I did a, I did fear sheets on that. Why is this coming up? You know, because I have to look at what, where am I at today? What am I doing? Am I resting in my laurels somewhere? Is there some work that needs to be done? You know, it's like I just wanted to be neutral for food forever. I wanted to be, okay, no, I'm no longer controlling. Okay, I'm no longer gossiping. And it's just like, you know, when you're eating and you're like, okay, today I'm not going to eat. I'm not going to eat. And then you're eating and you're like, oh my God, I swore I was not going to eat. So I go to work and I think, okay, today I'm not going to get into the gossip. I'm not going to get into character assassination. And then all of a sudden, oh my God, can you believe that nurse did blah, blah, blah. God dang it. I said I wasn't going to do that. You know, so yeah, it starts with restraint of tongue. But this, this neutrality from food comes from God and this neutrality from these character defects, this peace, this spiritual stuff. Is going to come from my higher power, and this is what it is. This is my spiritual malady, and this is the stuff that if I continue to do this crap, these defects, and get into them, then I'm going to eventually pick up because I can't handle the way I feel. I'm looking for even comfort somewhere. So 
So it's a daily reprieve. And this is why I have to do the work every day. And it's a lot less work and a lot more peace than my disease ever brought me. So I'm grateful. I mean, it took me a few decades to get it and figure it out. Grateful today that I've got these spiritual, uh, these spiritual tools. I'm willing to do the work daily. And for that, I'm, I'm so grateful. Thank you, Katie. And I pass. Thank you, Kelly. All right, Nicole S., you're going to wrap us up today. Good morning. Hi, this is Nicole S. I'm a recovered compulsive reader from Colorado. Um, I love this very short paragraph. Um, starts off with, you know, answering to our satisfaction. So just this, you know, asking myself if my work solid so far on the first five steps. And I love the emphasis, emphasized willingness um, that, you know, to really ask myself, am I willing for God, for God to remove these? And the thing that strikes me the most about this um, is that I, I cannot remove my character defects. And um, a while ago, I, I noticed a direct correlation um, between the more I, um, I try, the more I fail. And, um, and I can just get up and see a character defect and like, okay, I'm gonna do this, 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 and this today. And then the end of the day, I've um, realized I've failed miserably. And then I'm like, what happened? I was going to do so much better today. And then I realized that it's because I was acting under my own power and my own strength. And um, I only have success when um, I can give it over to God and ask God for help and ask God for strength and admit that I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm absolutely powerless, just like I'm powerless over the food and powerless over my character defects. And it's God that's going to remove them. And, um, you know, I can have that willingness and I can work on changing the behavior, but it's God's job to remove um, my character defects. Um, and I just, uh, that's all I have to share. And I thank you everyone for giving service today. Thank you, Nicole. And thanks to everyone who shared today. It was a really beautiful meeting and we had the privilege of hearing 15 of our fellows today. So that's pretty great. Um, thanks for everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following our closing. The share ID for today, Monday, December 16, 2019, is 13,828. That's 13828. We will now close with a reading from the big book, page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Russ M. please read a vision for you? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Good morning, Katie. Good morning, family. Russ M. Recover Compulsive Overeater. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who's still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you'll surely meet us as you trudge the road of happy de destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.